This is a story that made headlines last week, and it continues to be the topic of conversation. These long lineups at Pearson and other airports right across the country. Here's travel expert Leslie Cater, who joins us now for more on all of this. Leslie, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. Uh, first of all, can you maybe give us an update? Is the situation, is it getting any better when it comes to these lineups at Pearson and other airports in Canada? Well, it's not quite as bad as it was the last weekend, but uh, still we're seeing massive lineups uh, at all of the airports. And of course, that's not unexpected because travel is returning with a vengeance and everybody wants to get on planes. But we've got more requirements now getting out and getting back into the country. And we've got less people at the airports to do that work. Okay, so is it just a, as something we talked about on the show uh, last week? Is this a case of hiring that uh, we just have not uh, got staff levels back up to where they're required or needed to deal with this influx of travelers? Yeah, that is part of it because uh, they're doing a big recruiting drive to get the, the private company that does the security at airports. They're out there. They're offering $24 an hour. They'll do training, the whole thing. But also there's a lot more that goes into, as I say, arriving back from a holiday or or leaving uh, because you've got all of this uh, health questionnaires now. There's There's a lot of checking going on. So this is holding up things as well. So before what they said, you know, maybe 30 seconds to process a passenger through, now it's taking two minutes. And those are the people that have got everything ready to go. Uh, but th- how many times haven't you been stuck in a lineup where the person in front of you doesn't have all the stuff ready and holds everybody up? It, it's frustrating. Sure, that is definitely part of the problem. But these long lineups, Leslie, they've caught the attention not only of travelers and the airlines themselves, but also the airports. As a matter of fact, we're hearing the Canadian Airports uh, Council. They're speaking out about this and they're uh, urging the government to uh, loosen uh, some public health uh, requirements that uh, were instilled at the early part of the uh, pandemic. What more can you tell us about that? Yeah, some people are saying, you know, the Arrive Can, it's it's a great system, but there's too many questions on it. And uh, is that all totally necessary at this stage? That does hold up things. Uh, of course, remember, the Arrive Can can only be done on your phone. So going through digitally, I've seen people trying to pull it up on their phone and it, it causes a delay when they have to show that uh, QR code. Uh, the other thing is the random testing. That's holding up things as well for people. And uh, I was the subject of that my last trip back. When I arrived back in Calgary, I was pulled aside for that. So if I had had a connecting domestic flight, that might have given me a problem because it was a whole rigmarole getting tested. So all of these things, people are saying, I don't know, guys, is it time maybe to do away with all of this stuff and do away even with proof of vaccination for flying? All right, because the Canadian Airports uh, Airports Council, Leslie, they are arguing in light of the vaccination rates that we've got uh, right across the country now. That is their argument that uh, this uh, maybe not be ne- might not be necessary uh, any longer. And as you've just detailed for us, it really is slowing things down at the airport at a time when they just don't have the staffing in place to uh, deal with it. So do we know, does the transportation minister, do other officials, are they listening to the airports uh, council here, uh, their argument when it comes to vaccination rates and the safety protocols? Right. One would hope so, because the certainly the media that came out last weekend was disappointing 
for a first world country like Canada. We shouldn't have people standing in these long lineups trying to get onto a plane. Uh, it's unnecessary. We need to be better at this. We need to be on top of it. Without a doubt. But uh, on the other side, you know, we're also hearing reports and we'll hear from uh, Dr. Abogosh in our next hour here on the show that, well, things have stabilized when it comes to the sixth wave. There are concerns, Leslie, as you well know, about these uh, sub-variants and could we see Mm -hmm. another wave on the horizon in you know, do we need to find a balance here when it comes to loosening some of these travel restrictions that may be cumbersome and, yes, are adding to uh, delays and long lineups mm-hmm. at uh, airports, but uh, do we need to be uh, also aware of what might be uh, looming not too far down the road? Right. Well, I mean, I'm I'm a cautious person myself, and, of course, I'm not a, a medical person, but from what I've heard, further waves, if they come through, may well be a lot milder. And let's face it, Everybody knows at least two or three people who've had COVID already now. So I think it's more, I believe, we're going to have to get used to living with it. And we just can't have our economy come to a grinding halt because of this. But I I will wait and hear what Dr. Bogosh has to say because I have a great deal of respect for him, too. For sure. Uh, let me ask you, are you uh, hearing anything from uh, customers and uh, clients? Because just anecdotally, I was talking about this with friends over the weekend, and in particular, mm-hmm. uh, one couple who said that uh, they were considering a, a last-minute trip, but uh, saw the news coverage and decided, you know what, I don't want to get involved with this. I don't want to be stuck on an airplane for a couple of hours uh, when I return home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a personal choice. I would say for the most, People just want to get out there. Uh, You know, particularly I'm finding the sort of 50 plus uh, people are saying to me, no, you know, I've done enough now. I've stayed at home for two years. I've got the money put aside for my travels. This was my goal, my life goal to retire and travel. And I've been good for two years, but now I want to get out there and do it. Sure, there are some people still are concerned about flying. We've we still have a lot of inquiries for domestic travel within Canada. So I think it's uh, there's still going to be that element of the public who say, you know what, this is not worth it. Let me go and find my RV and go out to the mountains. Okay. Just finally, Leslie, let me ask you about, uh, we're talking about these staffing concerns in Canadian airports, but it's just not for airports uh, in this country. Tell us about this airline, uh, EasyJet, and what they've decided to do because they've got some uh, crew or staffing concerns. Right. Yeah, they can't get cabin crew there either. And uh, what they've done is they've taken out the back row seats, the six seats that they have physically removed from the aeroplanes so that they can have three crew members, uh, cabin crew instead of four. So that's obviously going to save them. And they said they didn't really care too much about losing those seats because usually those are the last ones that anybody purchases probably at the back with all the toilets and the stuff going on. So um, they're doing that, but they're not the only ones. You know, British Airways is the same thing. British Airways is recruiting their in-house employees, office staff, to say, wouldn't you like to be a flight attendant? (laughs) Really? So, I mean, this is such a problem staffing now that they've decided the only way to uh, rectify this is by removing seats and not having as many people on airplanes. Yeah, yeah. Which seems crazy, doesn't it? Because they need the money and they need the the, the fares. But I guess six people—they're still running a plane with 150 passengers on EasyJet, and they say it's temporary only. So 
We'll see. Absolutely, we will. In the meantime, if they're taking out seats, maybe that's good news for those that are on the plane. Maybe a little extra leg room if you get the uh, right aisle, get the right seat. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Leslie, much appreciated as always. Thanks so much for this. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good day. You too. We'll talk again soon. There's travel expert Leslie Cater, and we're back after break here on the Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.